Let's go for it. Hello, everybody. It's another Thursday night, and um, it's Giselle Ngum and myself, Sidoni, and we're back again. Um, and it's, well, I actually thought it was the last Thursday of the month today, quite wrongly, <laughs> until I got corrected. <laughs> it's the first Thursday of the month. <laughs> so we are um, a week late, but I think it's because we had such lovely conversations in mm. January. Um, we had a couple of guests come on, which was absolutely um, lovely. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to catch up on those, do go back to all on the podcast and listen to them. We had Alpha Course and Beth coming from the Alpha Course to talk to us. Um, and then we had Richard coming from Premier Christian Radio to speak with us about the Immersed Bible. Um, so, yeah, we've had a, a couple of lovely conversations. And just to let you know, next week we have um, lovely Helen coming in from CAP, which is Christians Against Poverty, to come speak to us um, about these difficult times we're in and how we can help, how they can help and how we can access help from a Christian charity. So um, it'll be good to, if you could join us next week. That'll be next week, um, half nine. Helen will be here with us from Christians Against Poverty. Um, and all of that just leads into the beautiful fact that we are going to um, look at one of our women in the Bible. We're going to carry on the series today. Um, and this week we are looking at Athalia. Um, Athalia, I think I said her name right. Um, and so just reading from our book that we're, we're following this series through, um, the scripture references is two kings, um, chapter 8, um, verses 26, 11, um, no, sorry, chapter 26, no, 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 26, verse 11, um, and chapter 11, verses 1 to 20. And then 2 Chronicles um, chapter 22, um, 23, 24, and verse 7. So she makes an appearance in those two books. Um, and she lived, apparently, 640 BC. Um, and her name, Athaliah, means Yahweh is great. Um, and her historical significance, it says here, is she was the only woman to rule Judah in her own right. Um, how she got there was a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Big thick dastards like it. A bit. <laughs> yeah, just a wee bit. <laughs> she got there with questionable means, but she but got there. And, you know, it's landed her a place in history. <laughs> so um, we're, what we're going to do, very unusually, um, we're going to read, um, we're going to divide the section up in, in this book. We're going to read from this book in three sections, um, just because I think we decided that um, this book just gives a really good synopsis, um, a summary of, of her life and the, her story, looking at those passages in the Bible. Um, and it's kind of... Um, hard to dash about different books and chapters and verses in the bible um whilst doing this live so we thought just if we read it from here it would just give a good background as to who she was what she did um and why she was so significant and perhaps what we can learn from her as well so i'll kick it off and then i think gum's going to go and then Giselle's going to finish us off and then we can have a nice little conversation about it all um and as always feel free to send your questions in live um, so her role in scripture 
Athaliah was the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel of Israel and the wife of Jehoram, Judah's king. She followed the path set by her parents and influenced her husband to walk in the way of kings of Israel um, and worship Baal. So that reference is 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 18. Um, Jehoram ruled for only eight years, but during this time, the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, <laughs> had presented all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord to the Baals. Um, the reference for that is 2 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 7. When Jehoram died, his son Ahaziah succeeded him, but Ahaziah was killed during his first year as king. When Athaliah learns that her son was dead, she acted quickly to destroy all the royal heirs, according to 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. With the royal family apparently wiped out, Athaliah took the throne and ruled as queen for six years. But one of the king's sons survived and was hidden during, the, during this time by God's high priest. When the boy, Joash, Jehoash, um, was seven years old, the high priest organized the coup. Athaliah was executed immediately and to great rejoicing. The text says, and all the people of the land went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They thoroughly broke in pieces its altars and images and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. So all the people of the land rejoiced and the city was quiet, for they had slain Athaliah with the sword in the king's house. And reference for that is 2 Kings um, chapter 11, verses 18 and 20. Gumi, you're muted. I think you're next. Yes, sorry. I lost my tongue up for a minute. Okay. So I'm going to read about her relationships. It says Athaliah's relationship. I think it's Athaliah. That's how they pronounce it here. Athaliah's relationship with her parents. So it says, Athaliah proved to be as dedicated to paganism as her mother had been. She also turned the hearts of her husband and sons away from the Lord. The existence of a temple to Baal in Jerusalem suggests that she may have been as intent as Jezebel to wipe out worship of the Lord and replace it with Baal worship. While some children seem intent on rejecting the values of their parents, Athaliah was dedicated to imposing her parents' values on her husband and her adopted country, Judah. Athaliah's relationship with Jehoram and, Ahaz and Ahaziah. The text makes it clear that Athaliah was a powerful influence on her husband and her sons. They enthusiastically adopted her faith and her wicked ways. What is striking is that Jehoram was the son of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat was a godly king who did not turn aside from doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And the reference for that is in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 43. However, Jehoshaphat made one disastrous mistake, disastrous mistake. He made peace with Ahab of Israel and married his son Jehoram to Athaliah. In doing so, Jehoshaphat welcomed a poisonous viper into his family and exposed his son to a woman dedicated to doing evil. Athaliah's commitment to her parents' wicked ways reminds us that parents can often set the course of their children's lives. 
But Jehoram's abandonment of his father's commitment to God and to good reminds us that parents cannot guarantee that their children will follow in their footsteps. The story also reminds us that it is important to limit our children's exposure to evil as much as we possibly can. So true. Athaliah's relationship with the citizens of Judah. The people greeted Athaliah's death with national rejoicing. Athaliah had apparently been an unpopular and brutal ruler, intent on enforcing her views on a nation unwilling to accept them. Ironically, the people's hostility to Athaliah may, may, have been, may have made them more eager to return to the Lord than they would have, than they would have been had Athaliah not been so intent on forcing her opinion on them. What a woman. Okay, I get the closing bit. Brilliant. So I'm doing the next two wee bits and the first one's a close-up. And it says in this book that we're following, Athaliah appears to have been a self-centered individual. Like her mother, Jezebel, she was a strong personality who was able to dominate her husband and son. But Athaliah apparently wanted more than to be the power behind the throne. When her son was killed, Athaliah jumped at the chance to rule in her own right. In the ancient world, it was common practice to appoint a regent to rule on behalf of an underage heir to the throne. Athaliah might have claimed the right and ruled on behalf of her, sorry, on behalf of one of her grandsons. Instead, Athaliah chose to murder all the royal heirs so she might grasp absolute power. This action reveals the utter selfishness and wickedness that characterized this evil queen. Athaliah discovered the reality that still influences us. Uh, our lives reflect the character of the God we worship. Athaliah worshiped deities known for their brutality and bloodlust. It should not surprise us that she acted as she did. And then the final uh, paragraph, and this is an example for today, an example one, ambition can be a positive thing, but Athaliah is an example of selfish ambition run riot. Whenever we consider doing wrong to achieve a personal goal, we need to remember this wicked queen's fate. And the second point in uh, example for today is, God used this wicked person as an instrument to bring his people back to him. God can and does use the worst circumstances and the worst people to accomplish his purpose. That's it. End of the chapter about Athaliah or Athaliah or whatever way we're pronouncing her. <laughs> oh, wow. She's... <laughs> when you read this woman's story, what do you think? To be honest, I think the first thing that came to my head is this could be a movie. Oh, really? it? <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my I thought, give me a budget. I will make a film about this woman. You just have to restrain me. Because, you know, how can you put it, right? She was clearly not the best person on the planet. But you can really see wasted potential in this woman. Because if you look at her, I'm thinking about her relationships, right? She was clearly an influential person. 
You know, imagine if she took that influence and did something good, if she was for Yahweh, right? The influence that she had on her husband, her children. I mean, for this woman to actually sit and scheme and do this political maneuvering, she was intelligent, right? Mm -hmm. So it just shows you that God can put all these good qualities in people and they they end up using it. I feel a little sad actually reading her story because what I see more than anything else is wasted potential. Mm. Mm. I mean, personally, I see, I see that the, I mean, we're, we're a group of Christian women, right? So, but this has literally just reignited my fire for the influence that women have in this, in this life, you know? I see a woman, like you saying, of tremendous influence, generational influence. I see, I mean, if, even if we look at sort of her mother and her mother's machinations and her mother's influence going from generation to generation down to yeah. her and even her grandchildren. I, when I read this, the first thing that came to my mind was women arise and take your rightful place you are generational builders yes you are you are absolutely you've got the power to influence generations positively or negatively in the case of jezebel for Mm -hmm. generations to come i mean this woman she's like you know she's working her husband working her sons working it's so funny in the closer when they say Athaliah appears appears to be to be a self-centered individual like her mother. She had, was a strong personality. I'm like, scratch that. She was a narcissist. Say it. <laughs> strong personality. I like that. It's true to me. It's like you're putting it too diplomatically. The woman was a, a narcissist. And how many times do we hear these kinds of stories, right? Some of us mm-hmm. even maybe have experienced this, or hopefully we're not this type of people, but the influence that a mother can wield on a family is very strong. Mm, and you hear yeah. these stories of mothers who are very controlling, who mm. even when their sons are married and they have their lives, the moms still wield a lot of influence. So yes, Sidonie, you are right. I certainly picked up on the fact that I think women have more influence than they think they have. And I mean, this is a woman literally controlling her family and she ends up controlling a nation and exactly. not only, like, she's a tyrant, right? To the point where she dies, people are happy. <laughs> so, but yeah, clearly, ladies, we have the part to be influential. That's we what do. we're saying. And we can do it subtly in the background, as a lot of women, you know, tend to do, manipulate things in the background to happen. Yes. Even though they'll say they don't. But we all know we're capable of that. She was just like, I'm here. But you know what? In a way, Sidonie, what you've said, I actually prefer an Atalaya type of woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd rather you just be in my face and just be like, yes, I'm a tyrant. Take me or leave me. If you don't like me, I'll kill you. I'd rather than the kind of subtle manipulator in the background. And that's the thing, like, the female brain is very sophisticated, ladies. And if we don't use it well, we can do some things that aren't good. <laughs> we are blessed and highly favoured. We are made, you know, after us, God rested. Because he had done, he had worked. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've done upgrades like it. iPhone 4, iPhone 5. I've done the upgrade. I can see this. No means we need to offend you. Honestly, he hadn't finished creation until he finished making a woman. And then he read That's it. Yes, he saved the best for last, didn't I? Yes. He was like the icing on the cake. You know, when you just do the put that cherry on that cake, God was like, now I can take now a break. I can this I is can the combination of creation. Yes. Everything that could, that is beautiful about creation. This is, this is the culmination of it all um and through her sin came into the world but through her redemption will come into the world um absolutely and it is just such a beautiful reminder of perhaps sometimes you know we are we we can be oppressed in society um or we are oppressed in society we do sometimes have to to fight for our voice to be heard but this is a reminder that there is something in every woman that God's put there that can be used. Yes. And like you quite rightly said, it should be used for the glory of Yahweh. It should be used to bring about his kingdom on earth. It should be used for his glory. I think one of the examples there for today for us to learn was about the fact that we shouldn't use, you know, every time we're tempted um, to use our God-given abilities for selfish desires like Athaliah, we should um <laughs> we should remember her wicked faith yeah but it's it's you know and what's striking there is she was even able i mean i was saying before we we came on, on air i was saying i hadn't realized um that jehoram was the son of jehoshaphat yeah what's that about Jehoshaphat was a godly king i think the bible actually describes him as a godly king yeah well um, but she was able to turn his heart away mm-hmm. from God. And, you know, that's... It's like again, Solomon, isn't it? I mean... It's, it's all over the Bible. Yeah. It's like Eve. It's, it's no, you, you have to, I'm sorry, but we have to look at the men here. It's like Solomon, like David writes all these psalms, these love songs to God, right? And what does Solomon go and do? Again, because of women. So yeah. it's like, man, what's the... You know, and, and, and in a way, it's too, you know, isn't it? It's, yeah. No, it's I mean, it almost makes me think, what was the deal with these kings of Israel, right? Or what is it about men that are so, they can be so, I don't know if it, it, the word is to say easily influenced, but, you know, is, is the message here then, and I think it, it actually says it in the book, as parents, you have to be careful how you, you expose mm-hmm. your children to evil. But I think mm-hmm. it also tells us ab- about the importance of being careful of the partner that you choose. Because mm-hmm. I imagine if you're living with somebody every day, maybe the first time she says, oh, let's go and watch she vow. The king says no, you know, and he tries to, you know, resist. But if he keeps going on and on about it, then eventually you wear the guy down. So I think to me, what I'm seeing here is, you know, you be careful of who you choose as a partner. You know, it could work either way. You could pick a man who influences you wrongly. So yeah, that is that is a lesson. Things of things of Israel were not very wise when they chose wives. Let's just exactly, exactly. And you, know, I'm going to get my head, my hands again. I know I am, but you all know me. I said as I think it. Men, especially in the Old Testament, I think were very weak. Because you, because you, everybody blames Eve for bringing sin into the garden. Oh, don't, don't even get me started. But you, know, Eve, the serpent gives Eve 
the, the fruit, the forbidden fruit. Mm. And she goes up to Adam and he says, what are you doing? And she says, oh, the serpent told me we could eat it. Oh, really? And he takes it and eats it. Now, if he was strong enough, he should have taken it from her and chucked it away and said, no, God said no. Mm. He certainly wanted to eat that fruit, G. Let's be real. What? But you know what? This thing you say, G, it's, I think, how can I put it? Like men sometimes, and this is just from my own personal observation, sometimes i think when people look too much at men's physical strength they don't realize that sometimes men are not that strong emotionally and there are some men who are very strong physically but they are very easily swayed <laughs> so i really think that this is something again you see here that the kind of influence that Athalaya has on her children and i don't know how this would work but as parents you know what do you do to kind of build your sons to you know, to, to just be strong, to, 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 to learn to say no to certain things, right? You don't be too given to your lust for this woman because, you know, Adam was there looking in Eve's eyes and just like, give me the fruit. Solomon, yeah. it was the same. How many thousand wives did he have? Did he yeah. need all those yeah. wives? That's okay, Samson and Delilah. the man's head up. Lust generally yeah. messes men's heads. I mean, King Josephus, I'm sure. We're not told how Athaliah looked, but, you know, maybe she was putting on some game and the guy was like, well, Oh, let's just go and shift this bar after all. He, but he could have, could have stood, stronger. Yeah. He could have stood up to her. He really could have. The way you he right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here, right? I'm go on, do it. Say, but doesn't it just show the weakness? I mean, doesn't it show the weakness of humanity? Both mm. sides. But again, it's that thing, you know. I I I think I know people sometimes people will people demonize Jezebel. And you know, quite rightly so, some of the things she did were horrible. Oh, pretty bad, yeah. A very influential woman who uses her guises very wisely. I you know, I see absolutely power like you say to influence kings i see you know and 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 there's that that famous saying isn't it the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world yeah rules the world i see women in that position because we literally rock the cradle of kings and like you're saying when you think about it how do you detach that motherly son bond to the point where you know the man can say no to his mother it takes it takes the holy spirit it takes the holy spirit for the man to break that bond and it takes the holy spirit for the mother to step away and go actually hold on a minute you know the bible says a man shall leave his mother and mother. his father <laughs> mother of sons please i'm begging you this is just my own personal plea to all mother <laughs> some of us <laughs> You want to get married, married. So we have younger relatives who will get married one day. I am begging mm. you, mm. but it takes, it takes the Holy Spirit because we have heard of so yeah. many, you know, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law stories. Yes, um, of course. But it takes the Holy Spirit to, yes. to learn that word and, and adhere to it and say, a man shall leave his mother, yeah, not his absolutely. mother and his mother, his mother first. A man shall leave his mother and his father and cleave to his wife 
and, and exactly so moms don't get it yes it's very 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 influential but again you know this story highlights something here this book says as parents um it says the story also reminds us that it's important to limit our children's exposure to evil as much yes. as we possibly can it's that whole thing mm-hmm. i think we've spoken about it before of desensitizing children oh yes um when it becomes so rampant it becomes the order of the day that children then they're not quite evil doesn't have quite the same impact as it did mm-hmm. oh it's just a little white lie oh it's just you know oh i didn't really i didn't really steal it i just took it i just borrowed it yes but you borrowed it without permission mm-hmm. it's stealing um it's, 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 they're so exposed to it um, it desensitizes them from how bad it is, number one, and also the consequences of it and how heavy it is. So I think, mm. you know, and again, the hand that rocks the cradles, typically, or, or in most settings, not all settings, in most settings, the women are the primary caregivers from birth. The women are the ones that would, not 100% of the time, but most of the time, take the first year out of work, um, they will be there in, in those primary formative years. It'll be yeah, the most absolutely. Um, and so, again, it's an opportunity for us to set those boundaries at those very early formative years and say, this is right, this is wrong, this is evil, this is wrong. And the Bible says so. Not because mummy's saying so, but because the Bible says so. And I think if we take advantage of those the time that we as, as, as women spend with children in those formative years and introduce God into our conversations, um, mm-hmm. you would be surprised how many children pick those things up. Um, True. And things, you know, just saying thank you, Jesus, when they wake up in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. or good morning, Jesus. Just acknowledging the fact that they didn't mm-hmm. wake up of themselves you can say good morning to mommy good morning daddy good morning jesus doesn't have to be yeah. a long prayer but yes. it's just acknowledging the fact that there is a being above mommy and daddy that enabled you to wake up that morning and they might not see him <laughs> but they know he's there um and I, it, you know like like the book says i mean she's like, oh, what do you think in terms of the exposure that children these days have to evil and how they maybe are not even aware it's evil. Well, I release the night. <laughs> yo, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to form this really very nicely. I, I am trying to be politically correct, but Just I know I'm going gonna, gonna to feel miserably at it. Yes, when a woman gives birth, she can have a year of maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, when a woman gave birth, she was blessed if she got a week's maternity leave. Wow, what? Oh, seriously. Wow. If a woman was working, you would nearly give birth today and was back out to work the, the following week. Oh, Are wow. you joking? Yes, seriously. Seriously. Again, I'm, I'm talking about really uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe even, even into the 70s. Wow, that was harsh. Very harsh, but it had to be done. Mm. Now, that's why the generation my generation that if um 
once uh, the woman, once the family was started, the woman then would stay home and bring up the family and the husband would go out to work. Okay. Right. Uh, sometimes the, it, it couldn't be done like that. Sometimes the woman did still have to work as well. But generally or not, they would try to do it that the woman would be with the kids for the day. And then at night when the husband was home after work, she would go out to work as a barmaid or a cleaner or something like that. Okay. Children had a far, 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 far better upbringing. Like mm. nowadays, although even children, as you say, uh, said only that the informative years, the mother's with for the first year. But after the first year, the mother goes back to work again. Mm. And the child then is influenced with uh, a daycare and uh, then mm. early school and all the rest of it. Wow, and that's true. You know, let's be honest with 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 us. Today, nowadays, if your child starts playing up, you give the child a bag of crisps and your iPhone or your tablet here, play with that. And the children at two years of age can get into everything on the internet and everything. And there's too much evil, corrupt stuff out there watching. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're going to say, "Oh, gee, gee you know, you're old-fashioned. You're you're you know, fuddy uh, fuddy daddy." I do not like to see a child with an iPhone and a tablet. I really don't. I, I don't. I would much rather see them with a book, a colouring in book and pencils or a reading book. I, I, I really would. So today's evilness all around the place, I do believe, is because too many children are they're influenced. They're being, uh, yeah, they're being influenced too much of the bad world out there on the internet, on the mm. television. I really yeah. do. You know, when I was a child, Yes, my parents, I, I was blessed. My parents had a TV, but the TV didn't go on until six o'clock at night because there was no programs really come on until about six o'clock at night. night. Yeah, black and white, that's right. And, um, and then you, when it did come on, you probably didn't want to watch it. <laughs> no, exactly, you didn't because it was all boring. And things like Christmas Day or something like that, all the neighbours would come in to hear the Queen's speech. Mm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh -huh. seriously. Oh, you, th you think I had an easy life? I had a very hard <laughs> I life. I had a free speech for more than two minutes. Honestly, yeah. I, mm. you, I had to walk three miles to school and three miles back again, keeping mm. you fit. Me fit. You're not supposed to be like that. So you're. Not. So there is. There's too much influence out there today. Uh, mm. I think, and that is the devil. Run, run mm -hmm. with 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 the world. It really is the enemy because you yeah. he has come to rob, steal, and destroy. That's his main job. Oh, he's doing it, and mm -hmm. he is getting in. Like you, know, let's face it, ladies, we know he's even in churches. So a lot of churches that the devil's in, and he's robbing. That's everything. a whole podcast, Gene. That Isn't is it really? It is. It, it is indeed. <laughs> uh, maybe in a couple of two or three weeks' time, folks. Um, but you know, yeah. I suppose in a nutshell. What mm. the world needs, what families need, they need more of Jesus. They mm. really do. Yeah. And yeah. coming from, as you all know, coming as from a Satanist to a born again believer in the Christ Jesus, mm. I do think I know what I'm talking about. Mm. Elsewhere, going to end up with generations like Atelia and her mother, Jezebel, mm. and going yeah. to be total corruptors of the family. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's it's it's. It's a sad, it's a sad ending, but you know, just to round up, I also think there's a warning here for leaders because you know, when she dies, the whole nation rejoices. African mm. presidents read you know, this. And so Sorry. let's just take a let's just take a moment just to, to, to talk about that because 
there's a warning here as well for leaders. If, if you're in any position of, of leadership, whether in the home, um, as, as, as the head of the home, as, as the mm-hmm. husband, um, or in the, in the church as, you know, the pastor, or at work as a manager, or, you know, a team leader, or a small home group leader, there's a warning here for leaders. Don't be the yes. sort of leader where when you go, people throw a party. Literally. Exactly. That's awful. Like, and yeah. it does happen, doesn't it? Like yeah. here are some offices when somebody resigns, like people have mm. a party. And it, it's sad. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Sidoni, because I think as a leader, you're really, I mean, if you look at the way Jesus looked at leadership, what did he say to his disciples? Don't be like the Gentiles who lord it over people. Mm. I really feel that many people don't understand the difference between leadership and dictatorship. And when you look at um, Adelia here, she literally like um, bulldozed her way to power, right? Mm-hmm. So even the way she got the power was a problem. But not only that, I'm sure to even keep it, she, she had to kill people, imprison people, because why would the people not like her? She probably passed really horrible policies, maybe mm-hmm. overtaxed them or whatever. But you find that a lot of the times, um, oppressors can only keep power dictators can only keep power by oppressing people Mm. so i think sometimes how you get to power matters Mm -hmm. because it will also affect how you keep it the things you do to keep it Mm. but you're absolutely right no matter how long you rule as a dictator and some of us know about dictators who've been in power Mm. for too long there will come that day you know Mm. there will come that day when it, it all ends so the best thing is just to to like Sidoni said, be a leader that the people will miss. Really serve your people so that when your your, your rule comes to an end, you leave a legacy. Somebody mm. else can build on what you've done. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. So if 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 you're a Christian and you're in any position of, of leadership, whether it's a mother, a father, a husband, a pastor, a manager at work, a team leader, wherever you find yourself um, in, in any position of, of leadership, just be mindful of the sort of leader that you are um, and, and that the legacy that you're leaving. Um, but, you know, this, this book also makes a very, 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 very good point that I've just thought of, um, and we'll probably have to explore this another time, but Athalia reflects the God she worships. Yes, oh Lord, that is so, that's a whole podcast in itself. Yes, I agree. Brilliant. I've got to write that down. Add it. Yes. We need to talk about that. She reflects the the the, the gods with a small g that she worships, mm-hmm. and, and, and we are to reflect the god we worship. Absolutely. Now, she can't, you know, whoever she's going to give sacrifices to and and kill, still kill and destroy in the name of Baal. She's reflecting. Um, mm what she you know the the gods that she's worshiping however evil they are but we we should reflect a good holy compassionate god we should reflect god's glory to the world because um you reflect the one you call king absolutely and 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 you reflect the one you look up to his glory Mm -hmm. on us to reflect Mm -hmm. it you know to to people on earth and so if we truly say that we are Christians and we truly say there's something of God's light and, and spirit in us, then that should come across in the way we live. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely come across in what we reflect we can't live a life that looks like we're worshipping Baal or money or or cars or material things or whatever else we can't live a life that looks like we're worshipping those things but then Hmm. turn around and say we're worshipping the one true God and the Bible's clear that God is love wow that's powerful Sidney that's that really that's a, is that, yes. yes it's a really and it's a very interesting thing for us as christians because i think the bible does say that as we see him right we become more like him mm. so clearly this woman she's going to bow offering the sacrifice she's exposing herself to him and yeah she's becoming more like him if you even think about us as human beings when you spend time around people they influence you mm. you become more like them so mm. Hopefully, if you are truly spending time around the one true God, just as you know, you could be an influence to me or Giselle, imagine having God as an influence on you. Mm. So it, 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 you, yeah, it really actually made this thing clear to me. Now, when they say by their fruits, you should know them mm. because, you know, anybody can be gifted, right? Anybody can stand here. If you're a good orator and preach a good word, you know, you can prophesy from heaven to earth. Mm. But if your character is not reflecting what you are preaching, then we have to ask ourselves, what's the source of your inspiration? Mm. So yeah, as Christians, we really have to be careful. And when you talked about materialism, Sidoni, that really touched me because I think we live in a world now where even in the church, we claim that we worship God, Mm. but sometimes we find that people are more into materialism. Yes, guys, you're going to hear it again, but I have to just blame the prosperity gospel here. I have to say, yeah, there we go. Every week, guys, you're gonna hear it about the prosperity gospel. (laughs) With me and G, the whole (laughs) handkerchief. What's a classic case of people? What is the thing that they say people have a form of good godly godliness, but it's not the real thing? Because people are claiming, oh, we're doing this in Jesus' name, but then you're you're worshiping you know houses or whatever you want miracle money like Mm. hello are you worshiping god or mammon and so gee you're very right about the fact that the devil does infiltrate churches so on the surface it looks like it's good but dig a little deeper that's why we need the Mm. Mm. you were gonna say something yes i was i'm just sort of looking at this again and you were Athea is uh, mentioned in Second Chronicles 24 and verse 7. You know, it's really, it's horrible what she, what she did. You know, over the years, the followers of wicked Athalia or Atalia, whatever way you pronounce your name, had broken into the temple of God and they used mm-hmm. all the dedicated things from the temple of the Lord to worship the images of Baal. How horrible was that? Like they took everything away from it was the very temple. Defiant. The day of was reckoning it? was coming, wasn't it? I mean, oh, it was like a, uh, like a mom. Because mm. wasn't that what um, Jezebel really wanted to do? Do you know what it just occurred to me? I think perhaps because of the way Jezebel died, it made Athalia hate God even more. And like perhaps to her, she saw it as a way of avenging her mom's death. Mm. Yeah, but but Jezebel like, literally wanted to. Yeah, she she was wicked too. Yeah, she wanted to turn Israel into a pagan nation. She was mm-hmm. wicked, but you know, if you're a child, you're looking at it like this is my mom. Oh, these Jehovah's prophets killed my mom, right? 
you don't know what she heard as a kid and she may have thought i'm going to finish what my mom couldn't you know mm-hmm. do i just yeah. it just occurred to me that that could have also be one of her motivations yeah that's yeah, it and like you and, her, and many of us really do like i i know even before i came to faith that anything went wrong when i was brought up in northern Ireland, if you fell and broke your arm oh you must have done something wrong that's god punishing you I was brought up to really wow. hate this God. I re- I really did that. Anything bad, God did it. Mm. You know, and you know, you you lost a loved one. Oh, God took them. I hated this God. I really did. Mm. And I can understand somebody like this this lady uh, uh, hating him too. But then when you come to know the true God, the true living God, yeah. you know that He's not bad. It's you true. know that He's good. And you see, when people blame God. And all the bad things are going means they haven't read their Bible properly. They don't mm-hmm. realize that Satan has rule over this world and mm-hmm. Satan can create yeah. things. Satan can, uh, 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 he creates things to deceive us. And what he creates to deceive us, God will take to use to, uh, for his glory. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as I often say, you know, uh, Satan has created marijuana. But look, God is using it to his glory because doesn't marijuana help people with MS and uh, other illnesses, cancers and things like that? And I am one of the advocates for legalizing marijuana on prescription. On prescription only. You would? Some days, right? I just think I need to be in Giselle's church. This is the pastor who wants to be to be legalized, guys. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not... go on, go on, go. It's so funny. I think it's it's really about again the perversion of things, right? Because if you really look at marijuana, it's a plant, right? I'm sure it's got a scientific name. There are properties to marijuana which are good, yes. right? If you use it for medicinal purposes, it's a fantastic cosmetic. I've yes. actually used um a cannabis-based um petrol oil. It was yes. amazing on my skin. So I use it, if you use it legally, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. But it's when you begin to use it illegally, it has all these effects, exactly. spiritual and physical, that you, you really should not go near. So mm-hmm. it, it's all about how the devil puts ideas in our heads to pervert us. I mean, something as simple as even food, right? If you eat in the right amount, it's fine. But if you begin to be gluttonous, you can develop diabetes, all sorts of issues. So God mm-hmm. has made everything good. It's just the devil always introduces perversions as to how they can be used exactly. oh wow exactly no thank you ladies that was a very 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 lovely conversation very informative yes. and i love your idea so i do but she <laughs> portrayed the gods that she worshipped we got worship. we got yes. we gotta do a talk in that some night we really have no that's true yeah <laughs> Big time. Um, from Atalaya to wheat, guys. This is how we do it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do it wheat. Would you have those two in the same in the same episode? <laughs> you know, this is how G could evangelize to wheat smokers. Let me tell you something. Ah. <laughs> uh, Giselle, you can pray as we say goodnight to everybody. I yeah. will indeed. Thank you, my dear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord God Almighty, again, we give you thanks for the three of us being able to come together tonight for this Thursday night talk time. Lord, and I would give you thanks for everybody that's come online and everybody will be listening to the podcast and the video on playback. 
Lord, we give you thanks for a sense of humor. We give you thanks that you've opened our spiritual eyes, ears, and hearts to the truth that people like me have come away from the false gods. Find you the one living true God, the all kind, caring, loving, forgiving God. Lord, equip us with the words and actions that we can go out and portray your love through us to those people that are searching and those people that are still blaming you for everything. Lord, we lift up everything and every situation that us three are going through. You know everything, Lord, that's going through, with, that we're going through. And we leave all our problems with you, Lord, as you you're ahead of us. You will take care of it. You will, you will straighten that crooked path for us, Lord. And until we meet again next week, at the same time, at the same place, we say that may the Lord bless you and protect you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Sidoni. Thank you, Ngu. Good night. Good night, yeah. Good night, Good night everybody on Facebook. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. Oh, Vicky said that was wonderful. Thank you for words. God's timing was perfect as usual. Love you, Vicky. You missed it the, the two weeks ago. Vicky and her son got baptized. Oh, uh huh. Eli, nine nine years of age of age. Like he dedicated, isn't it beautiful? Gosh, and he's you. he's so on fire for God. He really is. At uh, nine years old, that's amazing. Yeah, but he got baptized. And uh, congratulations, Eli. Yes, and his mum got baptized as well. So that's her that's her whole household now baptized. That's wow. Vicky and her son Eli baptized, and Vicky's daughter Kira already had been baptized before that. So their whole household's been baptized. And wow. Okay, so I'm gonna blow my own trumpet. I was absolutely blessed and honored. I got to do the baptism. It was absolutely oh, wow. brilliant. So it was Hello. 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 I'm here. I'm here. Oh yes. <laughs> get yours. Get yours. <laughs> and, and you know and you know it's Esther was properly. here. Yeah. And you know it's Esther was here tonight. So was the beautiful Anya. Keep Anya in her prayers, bless her. Hi, She's Anya. Heavily pregnant with twins, and they're oh, due, happened? I think, next week. I believe wow, they're due. Yes. Yep. And of course, our beautiful Sharon is here as well. So, oh, Sharon, hi. Yeah. So, good night, you lot on Facebook. Away home. Good go to night. Bed. Go, go. Bye. There we go. And everybody on uh, Zoom, good night to you all as well. Bye. Bye. Zoomers. Bye. <laughs>